0: Tuning in to our Neighborhood Church podcast. Join us on Sunday at any of our locations. To learn more about our church, visit Neighborhoodchurch.com or download our church app Spreading the name of Jesus is one of the things that God calls us to do, and in this series, as John mentioned, called Planted, and also with the devotional called Rooted. It's creating for us an environment so that we can grow, so that our uh, roots grow down deep, and our plant of our spiritual life uh, flourishes and gives off the fruit of God's good works that he created for us to do. And so we're in the middle of that, or towards the end of that, and we're talking now this morning about proclaiming our faith, talking about our Life story. You know, it's an interesting uh, season that we're in right now. Uh, it's not pumpkin spice season, though there is a lot of pumpkin spice things out there. I saw pumpkin spice Milanos in the store, those little cookies that were there. It's, it's not just a holiday season. Uh, Christmas stuff has arrived in, in a lot of stores. I mean, Costco's had it since August. But what it is, it's the season of advertising and TV commercials. They are ramping up because people are watching now more TV statistically, taking in more screen time with sports and holiday specials and all uh, these new uh, shows that are coming out. And then, of course, it all comes to a conclusion at that famous Super Bowl when we get to see the Super Bowl, not the game, but the commercials. And we enjoy that. And each year, top commercials are chosen. Now you have your favorites too, right? You shared some of those. Anyone yell out their favorite? Where's the beef? Some of you have to be pretty old for that. (laughs) And then different, all the different kinds of commercials. Well, This year, there are numbers of commercials that have been picked so far to be the favorites. Now, it'll change when the Super Bowl happens, I'm sure. But there's this one Samsung commercial with a uh, spider in a case. And the spider is noticing a Samsung phone because the spider has a lot of eyes and the Samsung phone has a lot of lenses. And there's a love song that comes on (sighs) because we know that uh, love follows you when you by a cell phone. (laughs) And then I'm not sure what it is about uh, our world, but of the top commercials, they're all about potato chips. Is it potato chips or potato chips? Either one. Uh, Whether it's Pringles or Lay's or Doritos, those commercials are so much fun because fun is had when you eat these potato chips and that. And then another interesting commercial that I thought was, it's on the top of the list. You really don't know what it's about because all all of a sudden, what comes on the screen are the words, 911, what is your emergency? And then the person comes and shares. And then again, 911, what is the emergency? And the person shares. And you're going through three or four scenarios of that. And then all of a sudden, in small writing, it says Apple Watch because it was from their Apple Watch that they called 911 to get the help that they needed. So what is it about these commercials that make them so popular? Yes, they are entertaining, uh, telling a story, they, they touch our heart and have a twist in them, and maybe they're a bit funny. TV commercials are a billion-dollar business. And the reason companies put so much money and time and energy into these either 14-second to one-minute attention grabbing moments is these companies want to let you know their product because they believe in them and they see that they can enhance and bless and bring joy to your life in some way. Now, sure, some commercials are for things that are not so good, but most are seeking to let us know of something we might benefit from. And one of the greatest ways to get the word out is in reviews, is in personal testimonies, and you see those in most commercials. They'll share a personal testimony. I know that you, we've been subject to that. Our, our family heard about the, the Great Wolf Lodge. It's a hotel and indoor water park over here in Anaheim. And uh, I believe it's in Anaheim or Garden Grove, one of the two. But it's it's, it's it's great time. And so we experienced it as a family. And you can see the picture of us. We're all, um, uh, you know, giving the uh, the wolf, our in the picture there, and had a great time at the water park there. But we had heard about it, went to it, and had a blast. Uh, my parents had heard about Disney long right when it first opened. And so they decided to take me and my brother to Disneyland in the early, uh, or in the, in the mid-60s, late 60s, and it was, uh, it's been a family favorite ever since. Uh, we saw reviews of this new restaurant here in Cyprus called Egg and Bird. Uh, it, it, it's actually very good. You should go try it. And then, of course, we have our own uh, resident author, Susan Peterson, sitting right over there. She actually wrote a book about fun places to go with kids and adults in Southern California, and it is packed full of reviews that Susan and others have made to, to come and a look at that. And actually, if you want one of these and you're here in person, if you go out these double doors and turn left, there's a resource table there. There's some of these I mean, this is the uh, 11th edition. Some of these things are a little bit out of date, but you can still enjoy that opportunity and and that. But, but, But way beyond commercials, and I know you're already spinning with the understanding of what I'm getting at here. Way beyond commercials and products and places to go is when someone tells us about Jesus. How many of you heard about Jesus or church from a friend or a family member? Just raise your hand. Yeah, most everybody has done that. I know it's the same for me. Uh, That's actually how God intends for the world to hear about faith, through us sharing our faith story. And he wants us in that to be effective, to to share our faith story well. Acts 1.8 says, we are to be witnesses to share with others. Uh, 1 Peter 3.15 that we have just been reading a couple of times, we are to explain why we follow Jesus. And so how do we do this? How can we share our faith story and share it effectively? And we'll delve into these verses that I just mentioned a bit more, but we're going to be looking at a wonderful encounter that Jesus has with a woman at a well, as mentioned in John chapter four. And we're going to find four elements to effectively share our faith story for sharing our faith story is used by God to draw all closer to him, including Uh, So let's look into this encounter uh, with Jesus and this woman at the well and see what we might learn, but not only from Jesus, but from this woman as well. But before we do, if you wouldn't mind standing to your feet, let's pray and ask God to challenge us. Father God, way beyond a TV commercial, um, we have the opportunity to share something very personal with other people, our faith story. So God, I pray this morning as we, gather together here and listen online. God, that you would encourage us and challenge us and help us to realize it's not that difficult to gush with how much we love you and how much you mean to us, to others. So God, help us in that. Challenge us. Holy Spirit, work in our hearts and minds with this and teach us, we pray in the name of Jesus. Amen. You can have a seat. I encourage you to take out the outline if you're here in person that you received. uh, Flip it over. there. There's some fill-in-the-blanks uh, opportunity here. If that bothers you, then put that down and just take regular notes. And then you can look at that later to see. If you want the answers to the fill-in-the-blanks and all the extra verses, you can, uh, you can get this online if you're with us online, but you also here in person, if you go out these double doors, turn left to that table I mentioned where Susan's book is, you will find these study guides there, and they have a lot of the extra verses and all the fill-in-the-blank and <clears throat> outline for you. <clears throat> You'll be encouraged by that. Well, our hope is that that you would take this time in God's word and mull it over some more in your own mind, and then be able to look up some of these extra verses and use it as you study throughout the week. Uh, we have on our, our website a revive section. It's, it's really on the opening page right there that has a lot of resources, and it's also a link to a podcast that we do most every week that kind of takes it a little bit deeper, deeper and goes down some roads of how to... Uh, further study what we've been studying today. And uh, my other encouragement is that you would continue to go through the rooted devotional book. And if you don't have one of these yet, uh, I encourage you to they're in the uh, on the lobby here in at the welcome desk, how these double doors turn right. And you'll get one of these. If online you want to receive one, just write the church. And maybe you can come by and pick it up uh, later. And we'd love to, for you to get them. They're so valuable. So why don't you take your Bibles if you have one with you. And turn to the Bible book of John. It's in the very first part of the New Testament. Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, John chapter 4. And if you want, you can follow along as well on the screen as we walk through this encounter with Jesus, with this woman at a well. Jesus and his disciples were traveling from uh, southern Jerusalem uh, to Galilee in the north. And the shortest route was through Samaria. Samaria. Yet Jewish people did not usually use that route. They went many miles out of their way to go around Samaria because there were huge racial frictions between Jew and Samaritans. Uh, They differed on God's way of life and where people should worship and also customs. And both despised each other. And yet Jesus wanted to break free from the exclusionary habits of faith and broke custom to have this encounter with this woman. In this, Jesus was showing us that he is for all people and to show us how to share effectively our faith story for sharing our faith story is used by God to draw all closer to him. So let's look at these four elements to effectively share our faith story. The first one is to create space for opportunity. Look at John chapter 4, verses 1 to 6. Here's what happened. Now, when Jesus learned that the Pharisees had heard that Jesus was making and baptizing more disciples than John, although Jesus himself did not baptize, but only his disciples, he left Judea and departed again for Galilee. He had to pass through Samaria. So he came to a town of Samaria called Sychar near the field that Jacob had given his to his son, Joseph. Jacob's well was there. So Jesus, wearied as he was from his journey, was sitting beside the well, and it was about the sixth hour. The sixth hour is around noon, very hot time. People don't really do much around noon, and he was sitting down there, the hottest part of the day. And though Jesus was weary, he always had time for people. And being Jesus, he knew exactly why he was there. He knew that he was gonna have an encounter with a woman, and so he was waiting for that to happen because he's Jesus. He knows those kind of things. And he positioned himself to encounter this woman. Now, sure, Jesus did spend time alone, and I want you to know that because it's not like we're always to be always out there. We need to spend time alone. And just let me give you some verses you can look up later, but in Mark chapter 6, verses 30 to 32, Jesus went away to rest. In Matthew chapter 14, verses 1 to 13, Jesus went away to grieve. In Luke chapter five, verse 16, Jesus went away to pray. So it's not that we need to be with people all the time. We need to take time alone, but we also need to make opportunity and create space for opportunity to be with people. Jesus created space to be with people, either groups of people or individuals. And so he built a a, a space for that opportunity to happen. And so he created space. And we should be that one because Jesus was creating space because his purpose was to tell people about God and about life in the kingdom and about himself being our savior. And he created space for that. So let's build space in our lives and not be in such a hurry we don't have time. And honestly, that's my problem. My problem is I pack so much into my day because I love doing a lot of things and I love being active. I plan so much in my day that I just breeze through, head down, walking forward, and sometimes I don't have margin or space when I meet somebody, whether at the grocery store or getting gas at Costco or whatever I'm at. I say, so intense, so much going in my mind, I don't have time, and yet Jesus created space, and we're to create space to have more opportunity to engage others, and for some of us, uh, you are just natural at it. Everywhere you go, you're everybody's friend. That's awesome. Others of us need to plan into that. I need to not fill my mind so much that I don't have opportunity when it arises. Matthew 28, verses 19 and 20, Jesus said this, go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you, Jesus says, and behold, I'm with you always, even to the end of the age. When we look at this verse and the word go means to go as you go about life. In other words, as you move into your life, whether it's the grocery store, or taking the kids to school, or at the soccer game, all the different things that you do as you go in life, create space and opportunity so that you can have meaningful conversations with people. You can engage people and talk to them. But it creates space for deeper conversations, and those more meaningful interactions, and even about faith as it comes up. For as we have been, we have already read 1 Peter 3 chapter 15, but in your hearts, honor Christ as Lord, always being prepared to make a defense of anyone who asks you for the reason for the hope that is in you. And yet with gentleness and respect are, as we are around people and interacting with them, many times a conversation comes up. Hey, tell me about you go to church. What's that like? I, I was out to coffee with somebody the other day. And we were talking about different things and some upcoming things that we're doing in the city. And then all of a sudden they asked, hey, Mike, how how did you come to faith? Open door. Because there was an opportunity. Now, if all of our circles are people who already believe, be like Jesus and go where it's a bit uncomfortable. It was not comfortable for him being a Jew to go into the land of Samaria. But yet he did. We're to go where it's uncomfortable to get more involved in our schools, to volunteer in our city, to hang out more with people at work, to do service projects in the community, to get to know our neighbors. Jesus did not wait for people to come to him. He created space for opportunities. He sat down at a well. For sharing our faith story is used by God to draw All closer to him, including us, how could we create a bit more space for opportunities to engage others? Uh, The next element to effectively share our faith story is to meet people where they are. Let's look again at the story and see what happens. You know what's coming, but let's read about it. Verse 7, after Jesus had been sitting down at the well right at noon, a woman from Samaria, verse 7, came to draw water. And Jesus said, give me a drink. For his disciples had gone away into the city to buy food. Now, a lot is happening in this verse and, and some suspect to what might be happening. Why did she come at noon when people don't normally do that at noon? Maybe it's because of her lifestyle that we'll learn about later. And, and, and maybe it was because she just wanted some time alone. Maybe she was troubled inside. We don't know exactly, but she came at noon. And it was not customary, as, as uh, Lorena said, for women and men to have interactions like that at all. So Jesus broke custom because he wants to know that you can share your faith story with anybody and you can talk about God and good things with anybody. And maybe God even orchestrated it that way. Jesus went to where people were and where this woman was in the midst of her struggle, most likely, but also to meet them where they are in their faith journey, not waiting for them to believe Before they get connected with him, he met them where they were in the midst of their struggle. I love the story of the the disciple, Matthew. He's a tax collector. Pretty despised, very, very much despised by pretty much everybody. And yet Jesus looks at him and says, follow me. Matthew left his tax collecting and began to follow Jesus. And then Jesus says, hey, I want you to throw a dinner party so you can tell all your friends what you're doing. And in Mark chapter 2, verse 15, Jesus goes to Matthew's house and has dinner. And there's a lot of controversy that, that the Pharisees say, oh, how dare you, a godly person, go to somebody who's not so godly? But he did. And in Luke chapter 19, verse 10, Jesus does the same thing. You remember the story of Zacchaeus, the little guy who climbed on a sycamore tree? In that story, in, in Luke chapter 19, Jesus again goes to his house and begins to talk to him about faith things. And he comes to the place where he has a a belief and faith. And you see him move from somebody who is way far from God to somebody who's now following God. In Luke 10, 19, Jesus says his mission, he came to seek and save the lost. Not for the lost to come find him, but for him to go seek and save. We need to go where people are. You know, it's great people attend church. And I'm glad our church doors are open wide to any and all who would like to know more about Jesus. Uh, We're not an exclusive or selective club. And we are and should be a place like Jesus, where we welcome all people, no matter where they are in life. And we should be people like Jesus, where we meet people where they are. There's a great story uh, in Acts chapter 17 about the apostle Paul. And his actions. And in Acts chapter 17, Paul goes to Athens. And he begins to start talking to all the philosophers in there who love to talk about religious stuff and philosophies of the world. And he's there and there's an a idol to this thing called the unknown God. And in Acts chapter 17, Paul says, Hey, let me tell you about this unknown God because I, I believe I know him. And he begins to talk about that. And in that, he tells us an interesting thing that relates to us sharing our faith story. So if you have your Bible, turn over to Acts. So the very next book of the Bible, Acts chapter 17, verse 26. And he's talking about the unknown God that we know to be God, the God of the Bible. And he says, he made from one man, every nation of mankind to live on all the face of the earth, having determined allotted lot of periods and boundaries of their dwelling place, that they should seek God and perhaps feel their way towards him and find him. In other words, what he's saying is that this God, this unknown God that you don't know, that I know, made everybody where they are and has them live in certain places where they are so that when they're ready to reach out and understand God, there is somebody there that God strategically placed so that they would meet God through their faith story. And my life's a living example of that. Actually, I want to tell a story about my mom. So we found a place to live in the poorest section of La Mesa, California, and uh, set up our uh, apartment there. And uh, my mom and I and my brother lived in this little apartment. And my mom began to search for God. And lo and behold, Carol lived in the apartment building right next door. Well, they struck up a friendship. And Carol invited my mom to church and my mom came to faith in Jesus because of Carol was at the right place at the right time and willing to share her faith story. And what tugged at my mom's heart is my mom's a nurse and Carol had just discovered she had MS, multiple cirrhosis. So my mom was able to help her with some medical issues and my mom, not really understanding how she could handle this horrible disease. And yet it was because of her faith. That story moved my mom to church. The guy who led me to the Lord is Carol's son, Jeff. Same thing. God placed him there at the right time, at the right place. And many of you have a story just like that. And it's God's desire and expectation that we would be ready when someone is reaching out to God to say, hey, let me share my life story, my faith story. First Peter 3.15, but in your hearts, honor Christ, the Lord, as holy, always being prepared to make a defense to anyone who asks you for the reason, for the hope that is in you, yet with gentleness and respect, just like Jeff, just like Carol. Are we prepared? Are we prepared to share the hope, to share our story? For sharing our faith story is used by God to draw all closer? To him, including us. How could we be better prepared? One way is to understand our own faith story. That we're sinful. That we need a savior. That it's Jesus. And we need to come to a place where we believe that he's the one who takes care of our sin. That we can have this incredible relationship with God and start living life his way. There's a, All over scripture, there's some great passages. I found this one. I thought I'd read it to you because it just succinctly shares our life story in our faith life story. Listen to this. Let me just read it to you. Uh, Titus chapter two, verse 11 to 14. For the grace of God has appeared, bringing salvation for all people, training us to renounce ungodliness and worldly passions and to live self-controlled, upright and godly lives in this present age, waiting for the blessed hope, the appearing of the glory of our great God and savior, Jesus Christ, who gave himself for us to redeem us from all lawlessness to purify for himself a people of his own possession who are zealous for good works. We are God's workmanship, created in Christ Jesus to do good works. And God's provided for us opportunity as we've come to understand that we're sinful and there's no way to deal with that sin. If we don't deal with that sin, it's gonna take us down and we won't be able to live eternally with God in heaven. And all of that is life will be totally messed up because of that. But yet we have an opportunity to reserve our place in heaven, but also to live life as God intended by coming to a place of faith in Jesus Christ. And many of you've done that. That is your faith story. And sharing our faith story is being used by God to draw all closer to him, including us. This leading, this leads to the next element of the, of an effective effectively sharing our faith story. It's to engage in conversation. Now over the next bunch of verses in John chapter four, Jesus has a conversation with this woman about racial issues, issues, religious issues, even personal issues, saying that there are answers for the things that your life thirsts for. He calls it living water. She's so excited about that. She says, boy, give me some of this living water. I want to not thirst anymore. Because she'd been struggling. It was a conversation that flowed. Wasn't forced, but a conversation with questions and discussions. It's not forcing something, but but more responding. Sure, times of leading the conversation to Jesus when it seems natural. Matter of fact, why don't you turn, to, turn back to John chapter 4, and let's look at one part of that conversation where Jesus kind of does his Jesus thing, which I love so much. Jesus talking about this living water and You know, sir, she says in verse 15, give me this living water so that I will not be thirsty. Because obviously her life was thirsty. And you'll learn later in just a moment why it's so thirsty. But, you know, she wants to know more about this. And Jesus says to her in verse 16, he said, go and call your husband to come here. And the woman answered verse 17, I have no husband. And Jesus says to her, you're right. in saying, you have no husband for you've had five husbands. And the one you are now. You now have is not your husband. What you say is true. <laughs> and then she says, "Ah, sir, I perceive that you are a prophet." <laughs> you know, as, as Lorena was talking about that list of things, he knew. Now Jesus had that ability. That's a Jesus thing. We don't have that ability, but the Holy Spirit guides us to be at the right place at the right time, and even helps us have the right words. Because you see, as 1 Peter 3.15 says, but in your hearts, honor Christ as the Lord, as holy, always being prepared to make a defense to anyone who asks. The Holy Spirit will guide and bring people to you that he is prompting. For you to give the reason of the hope that is in you, yet to do it with gentleness and respect. It's responding to the Holy Spirit. And that, and that, that inkling that he gives when it's opportunity to share. <laughs> I remember one story. I'm, I'm really actually ashamed of it. Um, I really wanted to share with my neighbor. This is back when I lived in Northern California. And I prayed about it, but I more wanted just to kind of get it out. And so one day I started talking to him about faith and it was just not the right time. And I was pushing it and it turned him off. And I, I, I wish I would have waited for the Holy Spirit to guide me. For sharing our faith stories used by God to draw all closer to him, including us. This conversation led this woman to the next element of, of to effectively share our faith story. It is to share Jesus, the Christ. Look now at verse 25 and 26 of, of John chapter four. Uh, there's more conversation as this woman is surprised that Jesus kind of knows her life story. And then they start talking about faith and, Where they're going to worship and who's right and who's not. And and, and the woman says in verse 25, the woman said to him, I know that Messiah is coming, he who is called the Christ. When he comes, he will tell us all things. Verse 26 is an amazing verse. Got to underline it in your Bible, because it's where Jesus proclaims that he is the Messiah. Jesus said to her, I who speak to you. Am he Whew. imagine what her eyes just wow what he will tell us all things he just told me all about my life he what he what is he he could could he be and then see when we share our faith woo, Jesus tells her he's the promised Messiah uh, and with this little miracle telling about her life she starts to believe oh I so much wish you would watch the TV a series called the chosen when they portray this event, it is, it's amazing. And look at what happens. Verse 28 and 29. So the woman left her jar of water and went into the town and said to the people, come see a man who told me all that I ever did. Can this be the Christ? Can this be Messiah? She went out and shared. This is what Jesus, this is what Jesus says, who is, who said he's the Messiah. What she was doing is she was witnessing to what she had experienced. And that's exactly what Acts 1:8 says. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, in all Judea and Samaria, and to the uttermost parts of the world. Even when it's inconvenient. Because actually for the disciples, when they heard this, Jerusalem, Judea, and Samaria were not easy places to share the gospel, to share about Jesus. But we're just to witness. And we do this all the time. We talk about our friends and we gush about our friends' achievements or how proud we are about our company or our school or our team. Or we talk about our spouse and our kids and our grandkids. We are witnessing Man, could I witness about how awesome and amazing and incredible my grandkids are? I went, got to go to an award ceremony last week for my grandson Nels. Boy, was I proud of him. I was just gushing with pride. We are witnesses. Why not witness about Jesus and to gush about him? Like Dustin Hopkins of the L.A. Chargers. I just, I still have a time, hard time saying L.A. Chargers. It's always San Diego, Super Chargers. Anyway, the L.A. Chargers, this, this past Monday, when he was asked about the winning field goal, the first thing he mentioned is, I want to first give all glory to the Lord and my Savior, Jesus Christ. Hundreds of people, thousands of people, probably millions of people on Monday Night Football got a witness. And it's leaving the results to God. We're to witness and let God do the rest. And look at what the rest happened because of this woman's testimony. Verse 39. Many Samaritans from that town believed in him because of the woman's testimony. He he told me all that I've ever did. And so when the Samaritans came, verse 40 to him, they asked him to stay with them and he stayed there two days. Many more believe because of his words. And they said to the woman, it's, not, it's no longer because of what you said that we believe, for we have heard it ourselves. And we know that this indeed is the savior of the world. You see, sharing our faith story is used by God to draw all closer to him, including us. Who could you share about Jesus with this week? Not forced, but as it naturally comes out, I would encourage you to pray for an opportunity and see what God does. You know, commercials are fun. They are effective as they get their product story out there. So you will consider their product. But so much more important is us sharing our faith story. How can we get better? Four elements to effectively share our faith story. Create space for opportunity. Meet people where they're at. Engage in conversation and share Jesus, the Christ, the Messiah, the Savior of your life. For sharing our faith story is used by God to draw all closer to him, including us. Maybe, just maybe, you will have an opportunity even this week. Why don't you look for one? And if you're not sure of your own faith story, maybe that's one of the reasons that God brought you here today. To hear again that Jesus is our savior. We're sinful, we need a savior and it's Jesus. And if you're in that area and would like to know more, boy, afterwards, I'd love to chat with you. Email me, call me, get together with one of our pastors here. We would love to share with you our faith story. Or maybe one of the people here who know Jesus could share you their faith story, and you might come to that place of faith as well. Will you pray with me? Father God, thank you for just the the joy of this story about this woman and what she went through. Lord, it's fun to see the progression as she walking to this well, uh, hopefully not encountering anybody because of the time of day. And yet, Jesus, you knew exactly where to be at the right time. And God, we learn from Acts 17 that you place us in our life, in our work, in our school, in our community, exactly at the right place at the right time. So that when others reach out, we're there. God, help us to respond. As 1 Peter 3.15 says, to be ready, to be prepared, to give a defense of the hope that is in us the hope that we have because of you, Jesus, and what you did on the cross. Help us in that, Lord. Help us to be those who share our life story just as naturally as we share some product or a new commercial that we love. Help us in that, God. Guide us and direct us. And Lord, may the world be changed because we're willing to share, we pray in the name of Jesus. Amen.